Welcome to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. I'm Bry Guy. I'm Jason. Today's episode, Spidey meets the girl from tomorrow. All right, Bry Guy. Uh, it's the quintessential time travel episode. Finally, right? Of amazing friends. Yeah, yeah. It was there, Spidey 81 didn't have time travel, did it? No, but it felt like it had a lot more space stuff in general. Yeah, you yeah. Know, Sandman was tra- tied into space. I think Magneto was tied into space. Magneto. Magneto. Um, yes, How you're right. Pronounced. You're right. There was there, and uh, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, even Doctor Doom, right in the Doctor yes. Doom thing, he was he was doing. So, there was some a a nebulous space platform that was launching right. Uh, right. that we never really saw the the tail end of. But yeah, but here we've got. We've got actual visitors from the future. Right, mm-hmm. right. And and the episode kicks into high gear with what everybody does around this time of year, Jason. Say it with me. Uh-huh. An astrology uh, party. Oh, <laughs> right, right. You know, that thing that uh-huh. we all did in college. I I lost track of how many astrology parties you and I were invited to at UW yeah. Oshkosh. There yeah. were just so many. Oh, man. Well, and I was so high the whole time. So oh, man. You were walking around like, I'm a... What are you? Are you a, are you a, you're not a, are you a Sagittarius? Me? Like what yeah. is, what is my sign? What's your sign, Jason? Oh. I should know this about you. <laughs> I'm a goat. I'm a, I'm a Capricorn. You're a Capricorn. You're walking around like, I'm a goat. I'm a goat. And I was all walking around like, I'm a Scorpio. I have pinchers and you know, <laughs> life of the party. The two of us were. <laughs> we always left together. Um... <laughs> and came together. That's true. <laughs> No, and and in, uh, you may have uh, remembered in my notes, um, my thought on that thing was that that was definitely the last thing they wrote for this episode because it right. was it, there was it's so slapped together, right? It, there was no point to that right, that right. scene at all. It was, than- it was like give Firestar and Iceman someplace else to be besides with Spider Man, and they're like, right, right, okay. And and it's it's like they had this piece of of plot to put somewhere, and they're like, let's put it in the space episode, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, astrology, space. Uh huh. Uh huh. There's a there's a theme there. Yeah. Or you're, something. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that's really I can I forgot about the whole astrology party. Mm-hmm. Pretty e- even while I was watching the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that how memorable right. that was. Mm-hmm. So. Oh gosh, but yeah, it, it it kicks off there. Peter was home. Was he? I forget now. Was he doing homework or was he just watching? He was watching the sky for some reason. I, I don't yeah. remember if it was uh, a new telescope to try out or something. Is that what it was? Okay, maybe. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he saw things that that he wasn't expecting to see. Jason mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. looking up in yeah. the sky that night. Yeah. Uh, we kind of we kind of cut away to the. Uh, the the future kids now it's it, the Ariel is the girl Ariel and her brother Barto is that what is that really what it, it is? is Barto B A R T O W Barto Ariel and her brother Barto <laughs> yes yes Ariel is a name that it, it, that's a like even before the Little Mermaid it, it's an it's a real it's, name. it's a real name right, right yeah right. it's from like from this planet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Barto Barto. I, I couldn't help but think of the mm-hmm. Simpsons, like you know Bart Simpson <laughs> writing El Barto was here on the school fence and stuff, but it's B A R T O W. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, it, it's more, it's more, you know, regal if you're into the brevity thing. <laughs> <laughs> Barto, you know, more of a right, 
right more of an emphasis on that syllable yeah um, but yeah yeah it, it, it's funny when you watch shows like this when they try to write sci-fi and they're not sci-fi writers you mentioned mm-hmm. in your notes like you know you got an asimov a bradbury even a robert heinlin yeah you know, that, yeah that, that, they, that they write these sort of worlds and they can create these sort of you know concepts that are uh-huh. a little bit more they're still you know hyper realistic mm-hmm. but they but they still have a little bit of realism in them and then you have something like this where it's like what's another name that's not a real name uh bart oh <laughs> got it <laughs> an ariel yeah it's yeah. fine it's fine Sounds round good. it up round it up to an alien name <laughs> round it up to <laughs> round it up to an alien but they're they're ostensibly like out it's the equivalent of like this is you could also call this the American graffiti episode right because it's <laughs> just, like they're just cruising they're just yeah. cruising basically in their spaceship running right, they're into, going to get milkshakes yeah. running into nebu crabs and whatnot oh, hate when that happens yeah exactly and they're basically how do they how do they come upon earth again like they just were like well they that's a planet we've not explored before right? no they were they were they were trying to escape from the nebu crab. Okay. They were uh, pointing themselves at Galaxy Four, an area, and I don't know what Galaxy Four is. If that's, I don't know what that is. But Ariel's like, we're not supposed to go there, and he's like, too late. And they, there's some <laughs> nonsensical dialogue because, but I liked the nonsense dialogue because it was a little bit futuronic, you know. It w- a, a bit, yeah. Which yeah. is another made-up, ridiculous word. But it, they, which there were plenty in this episode. There were loads of them. There were yeah. loads of them, but they were they were talking about things that you that what you could glean was that, well, they're escaping from this thing. They've got to go super fast. They can't shoot their guns. They could rip a hole in the space time continuum or so. Like, I don't know, create a wormhole, I guess. Sure. You know? Yeah. Black hole, wormhole kind of situation. Right. Right. And then they end up in the 20th century near or Manhattan. on. The planet Earth, right? Right, right. Near Manhattan, coincidentally. Yeah. Where, yeah. as far as we know, the only superheroes of the entire planet exist. <laughs> That's where they <laughs> land. And also supervillains. They lucked out. They lucked yeah. out that way. Talk about talk about kismet, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really, it, it, it clicked. It, it, uh, it worked out nicely. Yeah. 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 Peter, Peter sees this uh, this thing go over, right? And he, yep. he kind of sees that it, it lands not far from uh the city yep uh and he's gonna head i don't how do you think peter got there how do, how do you think yeah. because this <laughs> these are some kids who have no money we've right. seen them use public transit very often right the, and he was he wasn't a spider-man he wasn't thwipping there right and the crash site seemed to be out in the woods somewhere like it was you know so it's not it's not in new york city where the where this thing crashed. right right it's probably how upstate. did peter get there yeah, I, I thought of this, too, and I, mm-hmm. my only thing I could come to the conclusion of is that he always has the webs on his hands, and he just kind of oh, thwipped, okay. but incognito, not as Spider-Man, like he was thwipping as a teenager. So when he so when he thwips, this is, again, serious question here. When he thwips I, I, beyond... Serious answer, Jason, trust me. When he thwips <laughs> beyond the, the borders of the... New York metropolitan area because sure. he, he relies on, you know, tall buildings to swing on. Mm-hmm. So he gets out in the burbs. Now what's he swinging on? What trees? The, the trees? trees? Come on. And, yeah. Really? The trees and like people's shrubs? houses? <laughs> or I, right. I'm assuming right. Spider-Man, even as Peter Parker, can still run faster than you and I. Right. Mm. I mean, like mm-hmm. the spider, mm-hmm. the spider speed is a thing. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So maybe yeah. he's running fast. 
Okay. Okay. I don't know. All right. Yeah, the, but I don't know. I, I don't know if I spent as much time thinking about it as you did. But it's a valid I, question. I I really only just started thinking about it while we were talking. <laughs> Still more time than I've thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. but but it, but it's true. I mean, you you got to kind of take that into consideration. And mm-hmm. and is there any reason given as to why he doesn't go with Spider Man? Because you see a ship crash anywhere mm-hmm. in in your telescope. Right. You think there could be trouble. Spider-Man sure. should be there to help with the trouble. That would right? make sense. That would make sense to me. So yeah. why is he not Spider-Man? Good question. Solid I, question, I mean, man. I, I see it from a writer's perspective because he has to fall in love with Ariel mm-hmm. and vice versa. Right, right. Who knows if she would have, you know, had the vapors for Spider-Man. Yeah, for a <laughs> for a masked vis- vigilante, as it were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Especially because mm-hmm. she's not from these parts. She yeah. might just not know what the heck is going on. Um, but yeah, I don't really know why he wasn't Spider-Man. Yeah, and why he doesn't get his friends involved because yeah. they're having. Well, a good it seemed time like he was in a big hurry. Yeah, right, right, right. He yeah. was definitely in a hurry to get over there. Another thing I liked but thought was curious about that scene, and I, when I say liked, I mean I, it made me laugh because he had been there looking at the telescope, and he's he sees the ship, and he's like, "All right." He writes a note. He writes a note, and he hands it. He hands it to Ms. Lyon, the dog. Yep, that's right, the dog. Mm-hmm. As though she's like. You know, just like a younger sibling of his or something like that. He's like, right. Ms. Lyon, give Angelica and Bobby this note to let them know where I went when they get home. And she's like, rough. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, I'm going to do that. <laughs> That's why I live here. That's the arrangement we have. Deliver right? the notes. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they they lean on Miss Lyon quite a bit. She saved the day or come close to saving the day more than once. And uh-huh. now she's basically like their messenger. Right, right. <laughs> the carrier dog thing. <laughs> now, you're telling me that you don't now when you and Kim, your wife, are yeah. communicating uh-huh. and you need to go somewhere. You don't you don't give a note to Haas. Or your other, no. what's your other dog's name? Bree. Bree, right? Yeah. Bree. You don't give you don't give a, a note to either one of those. We used to give notes to Haas, but Bree eats them. See, so <laughs> right, yeah, it just doesn't <laughs> doesn't work. Yeah. They're good. They're good at taking the note. They're just really not good at delivering it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a two step process that's here. The whole thing. <laughs> but you know, maybe that's the breed of dog. I don't know what breed Miss Lion is. But maybe they're, you know, like uh-huh, some dogs uh-huh. are good for hunting. Yeah, yeah. Other dogs might be really good other, at delivering messages. Other dogs are really good at handing off paper. Um, and I, I like your re- reenactment of the the reaction that Miss Ruff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bow wow, of course. We yep. we get to the uh, when we, when Peter gets to the crash uh, site and the the kids are there working on their ship, uh, yep. also very much like a like you would like in auto shop. I mean, one of them they like they've got it jacked up on one side and Bartow yep. is there like With the welding equipment. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, under the hood. But we find out that uh, Doctor Octopus has also seen this crash what was at least at first do you do you feel like uh, it was clear to you why doc ock was interested in that crash was it just like kind of curiosity and and like he figures something coming out of space is is worth checking out or i i, I don't remember I, and i don't i don't know that i was clear on why he went there 
I don't remember exactly, but I do know that in my notes, I made a note that it has something to do with nautical. Like he mm. thought like the ship could be used in the sea or something. There was something okay. that Doc Ock was tied, tied in with water, uh-huh. which to me makes sense. And I'm surprised he doesn't do more water things because yeah. the octopi, whole octopus thing. Yeah. yeah. That whole thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to jog my memory and watch the episode again, but I thought it had something to do with something in the water mm-hmm. that he was mm-hmm. interested in that ship for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. But he he, uh, he shines around and Peter, he immediately falls in love with the girl from the future, who, who is the, yeah. our title character, of course. Love at first sight is almost underselling it. Like it's yeah. almost love at first idea of existence. <laughs> <laughs> like I think he might even start falling in love before he saw her. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. it felt, I think you may, you, you might have been more forgiving of this than I was, Jason, uh-huh. but uh-huh. to me it felt really out of place. I don't know. It felt, I don't want to use the word forced, but I guess it was kind of that. Like it just mm-hmm. kind of was like the writer said, what if Peter falls in love with an alien? And now let's again, shoehorn that in somehow. Some yeah. Way. Yeah. Did it, didn't it feel kind of rushed and forced to you? Or you seem to like it. Yeah, I guess I, um, yeah, I, I totally, I see where you're coming from there. I just, um, I don't know. Maybe I just maybe I wanted to go on that same ride that these writers wanted to go on. I get the 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 moment that they meet. Mm-hmm. It definitely is kind of contrived and out of character right. for for Peter as he's been established here. However, I did really like that out of character aspect as it went on. Like I I liked having a vulnerable uh, love struck Spider-Man slash Peter Parker because we haven't we have haven't never seen, seen of any of these characters any of these main characters really explore their you know some some like deeper romantic. emotions yeah right, deep, right. Ro- deeper romantic emotions exactly closest and, we get is when there's like a weird love triangle slash competition with the three spider yeah fans. which but that's not romantic yeah no that's right that's all just teenage uh, hormones yeah <laughs> yeah um, you know, so the, in that respect, I guess I just, I guess I just wanted to go uh, on that ride and see that play out. So, yeah, okay. so that's why, that's why I was forgiving okay. of, that, of that idea. Yeah. In this, mm-hmm. in this moment too, we, I will say that Peter Parker does have some game. I don't know if kids still say that, you know, when a, when a person has game, when they're trying to, you know, woo someone they're interested in romantically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's got it. I mean, she's, she's right there with him. Mm-hmm. with the love at first sight yeah just yeah. as much as he is and she calls him a word that i think we need to bring back jason wonderifical wonderifical <laughs> <laughs> it's it's this interesting like sort of quasi english language they speak in outer space uh-huh, uh-huh. in this universe where it's like it's almost like teenagers from the 60s making up words uh-huh, uh-huh. you know what i mean like oh totally yeah psychedelic and groovy and daddy-o and that kind of stuff yep it's yep. that but it's like but what if that was in the future? <laughs> right, right, exactly. See, like now you think, now you're now you're jiving with this bry guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think wonderful is one of a few different um, words that are just kind of new into this, mm-hmm. it, or, or it, specific to this episode. But mm-hmm. wonderful was the the best way that Ariel can describe how she feels about Peter Parker. <laughs> wonderful. But remember, she also said it like this. Wonderful. Oh right, right, yeah, right. yes, yeah. yeah. It was very, a very like, it was very a breathy. Judy Jetson, yeah, a Judy Jetson sort of delivery. Yes, right, yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah, you know, and speaking of Judy Jetson, <laughs> the other vibe that I got from these uh, future uh, siblings was 
like the Wonder Twins, right? I thought that too. Didn't you get? Absolutely. Didn't you pick up on yes. that for sure? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Th- that they're a boy and a girl. That they're kind of like teenage. They're teenagers, so they're hip, mm-hmm. and they have that mm-hmm. sort of sixties talk mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have those awesome abilities that the Wonder Twins did, where they can change things into different forms of water. Right. <laughs> but they're aliens, so they're pretty cool still. <laughs> they're pretty wonderful. <laughs> So let's talk about the the powers of the future kids for a second, because that's a little odd too, right? Sure. Ariel has some sort of psionic force beam that she that she emanates from her melon with the with little with pink rings. This is yep. second week in a row, or or is it, no no not second week in a row, but at this least is, the second time. This at season. least the second time we've had pink pink waves. <laughs> right, right. That represents something the, yeah yeah and in her <laughs> Not case quite sounds but something <laughs> she like lifted when when peter first showed up she she sensed that he was coming first of all mm-hmm. and then she was like oh i'll take care of this and she touches her her head with her fingertips and she's and she goes and then and then peter is lifted off the ground and like and and it is like it's that that would that it's telekinesis kyle and um that's levitation Holmes. and she you know she put hangs him up in a tree or something like that and she also subdues uh dr octopus uh with this power later on mm-hmm. what's going on with barto how come barto has what, no secret powers right were they all given to him or her i mean because he's got nothing but but or maybe it's a thing maybe it's a, a, like a gender thing like maybe all the women can do that in the future wouldn't that be something and the men with, just you know fix fly spaceships, spaceships i guess right yeah. they drive and they fix spaceships mm-hmm but later on, they're both affected by the germs, for lack of a better word, yeah, on Earth. Yeah, Not just true. Ariel, right? So, kind of that's true. Getting mm-hmm. the shaft here, Barto. Mm-hmm. All of the all of the bad stuff from being an alien. None of the good stuff. None of the good. Yeah. But yeah, that was interesting that she could do that. And I also thought later on it makes what she has to do with Doctor Octopus a little bit too easy. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think Doctor Octopus is like a villain of the week like we had with beetle last week where we can mm-hmm. he's just kind of a throwaway right right I, I thought dr octopus is like one of the mount rushmore type villains in yeah. the spider-man universe yeah and they really just make nothing out of them real quickly you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. no i i agree with you there i thought i i thought that less so on my second viewing i but the first time i watched this i i didn't understand why dr octopus was necessary here basically for the exact same reason Second time around, I thought maybe with some of the some of the things that are at stake for Spider-Man specifically, um, having this girl that he really cares about, and uh, giving away the, the the plot elements here uh, out of order, but you know he he g- decides to basically give up his life on Earth to to save them. And there, there is that, like you mentioned, the, the the this whole nautical deal. You know, Doc Ock's got like this underwater lair or yes. something like that. And he had he had kind of a didn't he have kind of a nefarious plan? Anyway, the second time I thought, I thought, well, Doctor Octopus kind of makes sense here. If they had made up somebody else, I don't know that they're of uh, a conflict. Yeah, or or as many different you know sort of 
elements to the to the bad guy's plan. I, I don't right, know. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. But but Dr. Octopus shouldn't ever be wasted, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, and, and I, I, I felt know like he really saying. was. And mm-hmm. I felt like he really was. But mm-hmm. I only mm-hmm. watched this once, so maybe I'd be more forgiving of that the, the second time. The other thing it just it dawned on me here, the intelligence of Dr. Octopus, I think too, that he's a doctor, he's a scientist. Right. He, you know, like there's a bit where it was just kind of coincidental that he was also observing the heavens uh, when the yes. ship came down, whereas like a, a a random villain of the week wouldn't have been doing that. You true. Know? Right. Wouldn't have had the smarts to do that and yeah. the capacity. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. True. So there, there, there were those things. But you're correct. Where I, I, and who would who would be the? You said the Mount Rushmore. So let's put four spider villains on the Mount Rushmore. Obviously, Doctor Octopus. Yep. I think definitely Green Goblin. Yep. Who else? Lizard. Lizard. Okay. Yep. I, I might say Hobgoblin as well, mm. or later years Venom. Sure, sure. But that's that's kind of a stretch. I, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd well, be I mean, it, I, to see who would go in the four spot. I get, and I guess at this time, you know, this is this is pre Venom, pre Hobgoblin. I might yeah. put like. A, would you do Sandman? Yeah, I was gonna say either Sandman or Electro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, or maybe one like maybe Rhino. But that mm-hmm. would be, yeah. I don't know. I know we can for sure agree that. I we, think. Dr. I think. I think our top there, three are are pretty easy, though. I agree with you there. Doctor Octopus, Green Goblin, and Lizard. I think yeah. are like those are probably the three biggest ones. Where when you get those guys in Treat conflict well. with Spider Man, you really want to you really want to see them butt heads. Yeah, give them mm-hmm. give them the screen time that they deserve. Yeah, and yeah. even the 60s series, I think, kind of knew the importance of them because they mm-hmm. didn't treat them like a villain of the week. They came back more than once. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do want to talk about a way because this is around the same time where um, Barto is figuring out what the ship needs is Cluven. Is that correct? Is that why we're on the hunt for Cluven? There was yeah, there were three. There were three elements that were needed to create the fuel that they needed. They were That's, out. Of, they were okay, out of gas. Okay. Right. And they needed what were the things that they needed, Brian? I, I think magnesite, mm, sure, or yeah, would, uh, something like that. And the, they they needed something from the from the center of a volcano, sure, Firestar. They needed yep. something from the bottom of the ocean in this universe, Iceman. Iceman. Right. Uh, <laughs> and they needed Cluven. Cluven, which can only and be what, found. And what is right? Cluven, Brian? It's ivory from an elephant tusk oh right? i thought i thought we were going to reenact the scene because cluven is <laughs> cluven you know cluven is cluven yeah but, that was the point where in my notes i made drinking game every time someone says cluven <laughs> you'll be on the floor by the end of the episode right yeah mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. ariel or was it barto who said that line cluven is cluven but it was said in a very condescending way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you idiot yeah <laughs> cluven is, is cluven I, I don't know <laughs> right what else would you say other than cluven like right Many, many times. Oh, right. gosh. Yeah. So then so then they, they, they go to the, uh, on their date, I guess. Peter right, Parker right. Peter Parker slash Spider-Man and Ariel go to the zoo, right? <laughs> I don't know exactly why they go to the zoo. I think it's just, they, they're both having the love pangs. And this is when, now, uh, Barto did not realize that Spider-Man and Peter were the same person at first. Correct, correct. Yep. Ariel saw through that immediately. And right. he and and Peter's like, yeah, I I knew you, I knew you knew, blah blah blah. So I smart. love you so much. You're so I want to show baby. you the world, <laughs> shining, shimmering splendor. And um, when did you last let your heart decide, Ariel? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah, so they go they go on uh I guess they they what they probably go to Central Park on their date yeah. or something like they're that. They're on their montage here. Their monta- the, their yeah, their right, their love right. montage date. Sure. Yes. Yep. Is there a zoo at Central Park? Yes. Yeah, yeah, is. yeah. So they must go yep. to the Central Park Zoo. Yep. Yeah, they're milling around. Now they're supposed to be looking for the Cluven, but they're not really doing it, right? No, it's just They totally lucked into the Cluven. Right, right. It was a happy coincidence. It was like they were standing near an elephant. She's like, "Look, the Cluven." What? <laughs> what a funny set of circumstances here. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't, you know, go to the shopping mall today. We never would have got right. the thing you needed. We need never would have found that Cluven. <laughs> what a spontaneous find. Do you think that uh, in the future, um, I mean, in the I'll let this because they're from. I think that they said that they were from like 500 years in the future or something like sure. that. Sure. Yep. Obviously, by 500 years in the future, if humans are still around. Elephants will be extinct. I mean, I think that's I think that's a foregone conclusion, right? Yeah, I think so. I so, think so. So it does maybe make sense that they wouldn't think of ivory as as being from elephants necessarily. But, right. But they like, might just think it's this element. That, where? Right. Yeah. Where else is it? Like, I I don't even know. Is ivory someplace else other than in elephant tusks? I don't think so. I I, I don't think so either. Pianos? Yeah, but I'm. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's naturally. Occur- I don't think it grows out of pianos. <laughs> right, it's on the piano tree. <laughs> the ebony, the ivory plant makes a piano. I, just, I know botany. Oh God! Right, yeah. But I see so, what you mean, though. It would yeah. be like someone from now saying, like, we want a fossil or a fossilized fuel. We don't necessarily like someone from now might not know. Oh, that came from dinosaurs. They right, just want right. the fossil fuel. Mm-hmm. I hope mm-hmm. everybody knows that, but I don't really know with these. Yeah, kids today. I don't know what people know, man. Um, Unicorn horn. We'll use that analogy. Sure, sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. But you, you were, you were not, and you were not entertained by the. Cluven retrieval scene you were you thought you thought that was pretty mean to spider-man yeah she she lifts the elephant and goes look there's some Cluven on the ground this is after peter has like gone on top of it like straddled like straddled the the elephant yeah Right. And gone with what did he have like a file or what? What yeah, was he do, using? It was literally like a nail file, and he's there on the tusk <laughs> getting a scraping of ivory. Well, because like, she did say she only needs a pinch. Right, right. Yeah, so he's going yeah. for it, and 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 she at any point could have lifted the elephant and been like, or you know, like if she has the power to levitate an elephant. This is a cartoon, right. so mm-hmm. you know, don't 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 at me, Peta. But if she has the power to lift an elephant, she could just take a little chunk of ivory off of the end of the elephant. You would think you would think and have her and have her cluven. Right. Instead, she she sends her new errand boy slash boyfriend <laughs> to take care of it for her, and then and then lifts the elephant, and she's like, "Well, there's some cluven on the ground. Should have done that first. <laughs> Spider-Man and, and, did get, I think he got thrown against a wall by the right. elephant, right? And did he, right. did he get, I don't think he got sprayed with anything, but. But um, he did get thrown quite, quite yeah. hard. And I also think that as in love as they are, I think at any uh-huh. point Spider-Man could have said, you know, this is poaching, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know that what we're doing is illegal. I mean, I love you, baby, but. <laughs> oh, God. This see, is I, frowned upon in my society. <laughs> And you see, I think that is why, I think that's why ultimately she was like, oh, look, some broke off naturally. It's on the yeah. ground there. 
Right. We don't have to take it from the the living, breathing elephant. Right. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. It's this or the Kluven cleaner upper comes and throws it away at the end of the shift. So <laughs> right. it's just going to get it's, it's just going to go to waste if we don't take it. <laughs> it's going to go to the Kluven landfill. Maybe that's exactly. what maybe that's what happens. Maybe there's in the future, there's just big holes in the ground full of Kluven. elephant tusks. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Yep. And if you let them grow long enough, they become a piano. That's what people are saying. <laughs> You water it and put it in sunlight. <laughs> That's terrific. Yeah. But yeah, That's it was great. it was that was a that was a whole funny scene. And um this I think might be around the time that they oh well before this they kiss. And I mentioned that Peter Parker has some game with Ariel. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. man, when he when they kiss, it's like a Bugs Bunny cartoon or like, you know, um the scene in Rudolph <laughs> where the girl says that Rudolph is cute and he jumps and says, I'm cute, I'm cute. It's like, dude pump the brakes like i oh, like man. i get it mm-hmm. i get that you're mm-hmm. into her but you know be cool dude <laughs> yeah yeah no there, there there was some long lip locking in this episode yeah like yeah heavy duty heavy this duty was for... this was the most the definitely the most romantic ep- episode of this series agreed without agreed. a doubt and i was comparing it to the 81 series which i think was ultimately the series finale where he falls in love or rekindles a relationship and i don't remember who that was but oh, do you remember it was how with, like uh wasn't it with medusa or something like yes that? that's yeah. right yeah or i was gonna or say what was, her, what was her name it looked like poison ivy i know it yeah, wasn't but it I, had like you the, gotta forgive us i don't remember and i right i just had a baby ago. i haven't slept in four days yeah c- congratulations by the way thank you uh, but they they didn't actually show them kissing mm-hmm. they just got really close and then did like a you know a a wipe out you know right, what i mean like right a, like a, a resume mm-hmm. or whatever that's called mm-hmm. but this one they were like no man show the kid's tongue <laughs> like let's <laughs> let's let's lock those lips they're ready they, it's they 1983 went for it. they it's went 1983 for it. yeah <laughs> yeah oh boy no it was it, it was again just a little bit out of the ordinary for this series but i think that's why i liked it it was just it, this is a very unique episode you know for yeah. for all of the problems with it the now, tone the tone is different than any other episode oh, i would say without a doubt without a mm-hmm. doubt now while uh peter and ariel are out cloven hunting <laughs> that sounds like a metaphor <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm gonna call it from now on oh. <laughs> go on sorry barto is at the bottom of the ocean with iceman getting very ill um yes. right yeah wasting away mm-hmm, almost mm-hmm. yeah getting getting really sick then uh, when spider-man and ariel finally get back and meet up with them again at the ship barto is like too sick to stand just about i mean he's he's in rough shape ariel seems to get sick kind of all of a sudden don't yes isn't that is wasn't that what you remember from watching this yeah yeah. I mean, it was it, it was the montage with the Cluven and everything was honky dory, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it just it like a snap of the fingers and I know Barto got sick first, or he was he was sickly, right? And then and then I think Doc Ock shows up again, and she's like, oh, I can't fight him, and she she basically collapses. They take her to a doctor, right? Right. In the in the, they take the they take the girl from five hundred years in the future mm-hmm. to a hospital. Um, and shocking, nobody really knows what to do. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. I don't know of any schools in med or uh, classes in med school that that address this kind of right medicine, Jason. <laughs> now, this is the part where I, I thought that again, it gave me it it gave me some sort of pangs of uh, like fifties sci-fi, where they're thinking of some high concept stuff, 
Mm-hmm. But just trying to make it work in a kids show, which is which is definitely tricky. Yes. But it but it's a it, it's a legit sort of interesting idea that if you're from if you encounter someone from the very distant future or the very distant past, they're going to have different sorts of antibodies than you do. The 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 bacteria and the germs that we yes. live with every day are going to be different. And sure. and you might and and it's possible that they'll just be extremely you know something that we deal with every day like uh you know sore throat or uh you know the cold or whatever uh a could, pandemic could could potentially kill someone else right right and uh, and and so the and i think without the visit to the hospital they wouldn't have been able to get specific about that and and explore it because the doctor talks Pretty extensively. Oh, she's got no antibodies or uh, um, no, no white blood cells or something like that. What, yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, you know, and I so guess they, that goes away in the future or something. You know, I don't <laughs> right, know. Right, right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so to me, that was like, okay, well, I see what they're doing here, and I appreciated that. Uh, I basically appreciated that the the writing staff was trying to do something from a sci-fi perspective that was a you know legitimate sci-fi idea <laughs> right for, be- for lack of a better way to say it's it. just hard to execute that in like you said a kid show mm-hmm. and a 23 minute kid show yeah at that. yeah mm-hmm. you know it's this is uh yeah you're right this is like it reminded me of was it asimov or bradbury who wrote the illustrated man I think that was bradbury yeah i think that's bradbury <clears throat> but it it was mm-hmm. it it reminded me of one of his stories that i would have read in in the illustrated man where like it's a mm-hmm. concept mm-hmm. and then like almost like a twilight zone kind of thing where it's, yeah, it's like yeah. the things you don't think about with sci-fi stuff and it's like a what if mm-hmm. dot 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 and it, it actually has i don't want to say it has scientific merit behind it but it actually has like a Oh, that's a that's a good thought. It's a it's a moment. it's a plausible sort of scenario. Yeah, an idea, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. if we went back in time five hundred years to another planet, I don't think we would handle it very well either with what yeah. we got going on inside of our you know bodies right now. Indeed. Um, and it also gave a reason for Spider Man slash Peter Parker to really have a conflict beyond Doctor Octopus. Like he is very mm-hmm. much in love, but he knows that if she stays. She'll be sick. So I think I never saw it, but I think that's the plot of love story. <laughs> We're just like <laughs> <laughs> everything makes this person sick and uh-huh. it's, it's it's a tragedy and it's doomed from the start. Yeah. But that that was just like stakes were high at this point. For mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. This is this, too, is kind of the part of the episode where, like you said, Dr. Octopus is a, is kind of underused mm-hmm. because as as much as I could as I tried to defend his introduction and his use here the fight that they have with him is not really very severe and it there's nothing there's nothing particularly octopusian about it <laughs> <laughs> right there's there's nothing about this fight that is dr octopus specific yeah it could have yeah. been you could have thrown in any villain in there mm-hmm. and the, the fight would have been the exact same thing and the fight is not even really the conflict doc ock i think like stole the ship or or whatever like he figured because because it was snowing they had made the ship invisible when they left mm-hmm. the crash site they had yep. made the ship invisible then it was snowing so you could see it then he saw it because yep whatever snow. and and <laughs> snow and so he had he stolen the ship he stole the ship right he was about to steal the ship and he then he was foiled the ship. that's right yep yep and he was foiled 
Mm-hmm. But the but yeah, the real conflict is like you said, it's that internal thing for Spider-Man. It's uh, what do I do? Do I give up the uh, love of my life, or do I hold on to her and she dies? <laughs> um, right, mm-hmm. right. And and did you think legitimately, Jason, that Spider-Man could sacrifice himself and leave leave this Earth? No, but I wanted okay. to think it. I like I I gave <laughs> you wanted my, to think it was a possibility. I gave myself room to think of think it like. You know, like maybe they would have looked at it like this is almost the end of the the series. The series, you, you know, right? Like eh, maybe, but I don't think so. Right, you know? right. Um, I but I, I do think that Spider Man in this episode very seriously wanted to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I believe I believed the performance. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you you saw the motivation is yeah what you're saying yeah i, 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 I bought into it mm-hmm. some good acting in this episode for you yeah yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think that it was possible he would leave and i didn't think it was possible that he could be anything but spider-man but i was mm-hmm. surprised at how far into that concept they went like that mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. got on the ship got on the ship and went he, to the future exactly and started to go to their planet like i mm-hmm. was like I don't know how far out of the tooth out of the tube this toothpaste is going to come out here. <laughs> Eventually, they can't suck it back in, Jason. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And they, it's and more they than went, just the tip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they went. They went for it. Uh huh. Um, and and we got a sad go for it before then. By the way, I think the spider friend said the possibly go for it in the same voice that you would tell someone their puppy died mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. Spider Man left. They went. Spidey, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he went. He went he for it. He did. There was the, the one of you, your, was it your favorite moment of this episode? Was as he was leaving and, and saying goodbye to Firestar? Oh, and what she said to him? Yeah, yeah. She says, Peter, if you can, phone home. <laughs> and I was thinking, I got, I went into a bit of a deep dive before we started tonight, Jason, because uh-huh. I was thinking... That is probably an ET reference because I don't think anybody said phone home before ET. That's my theory. Now mm-hmm, I, I, mm-hmm. I I grant I grant you that I was young. I was right. I think five years old when that movie came out. But I don't remember anyone walking around going, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna head home." But later on, phone home. Give me a ring. No one said that, right? <laughs> right, right. So so I thought that when she said phone home, it was a direct reference to ET. And this came out almost a full year, mm-hmm, almost to the mm-hmm. day after ET. I think it has to be a ET reference because okay, it's also because it's also Spider-Man leaving Earth on a spaceship. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's basically <laughs> they're basically doing a version of the last scene of ET. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. And exactly. saying phone home. Definitely. How great would it have been if Drew Barrymore showed up at that point? Oh, and, man. Mm-hmm. Or if he had Reese's Pieces or something. Um, so we, perfect. We, we've talked about this movie a lot, uh, you know, on on past podcasts, Jason, and mm-hmm. even just as as friends. And yeah. it, it, it there are there are things about you that baffle me, but the thing that baffles me the most is that you don't like ET. I, I, ET. I just I you, and you not only don't like it, you hate it. I, I hate just, it, and I don't understand. It's from the eighties. It's Steven Spielberg. It's sci fi. Oh God, it drives me nuts. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I there's nothing about are it that just, I like. Are you just not a D. Wallace fan? Is that what it comes down to? The, the woman that plays the mother? This one in the home? I hate all her movies. I just, I, I'm drawing a line in the sand with D. Wallace. I just, I, no, I, I, just I, don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I just never liked it. I always thought I, it was, I always thought it was dumb. I always thought the E.T., the creature was dumb. I just didn't, I never liked it. Never and, liked you know, anything about it. 
And at this point, at our age, mm-hmm. if you don't like something from 1983 now, you're just <laughs> never going to like it. It's just, it's I can't just convert over. you. Yeah, because for me, it's probably 90% nostalgia. Uh-huh. Seeing that movie in the theater and everything, yeah, you know, yeah. so... Anyway, this is a this is a a whole other tangent. But he also, after he gets the you know Spider Man phone home right. uh, send off, he also gets a kiss. So mm-hmm. we go from him seeing or us seeing Peter Parker kiss no one mm-hmm. to kiss two girls in yeah. the same episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, they really went for it, Jason. <laughs> They did. They did. the uh, The scene uh, where he gets to where he takes them back to the future. Can't believe I just said that in context. Um, but he loves that movie, folks. Yeah, yeah, love that movie. They they get past the Nebu Crab, which which is what sent the kids to the to the past to begin with. Was the, right. Was the pesky escaping Nebu the Nebu Crab. Oh, um, thing. They they take out the Nebu Crab pretty easily, and yes. then and then they're greeted the they're greeted by the kid's dad. Yeah. On a very big spaceship. Right. And he's like, I interestingly, told you to take the car out. <laughs> interestingly voiced by the same guy who did the voice of the doctor at the hospital in this episode. Oh, really? Oh, good same catch. guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and he's like, well, you, I, you, I'm sorry, you can't bring Peter Parker back because he's going to make everyone sick and kill our whole planet. And right. they're like, oh, we didn't this is think awkward. of that. <laughs> But but why did the dad have to why did the dad have to be the one to tell them that Jason you don't think Bartow and Ariel could have just figured that out like you got some earth on you it's right gonna, it's it's gonna spread you, you know? would you would think that that would that that would uh, make sense right because that mm-hmm. that is what kind of made them sick to begin with and uh, I I think uh, they were just they were they were too they were too overwhelmed by the uh, uh, emotion of the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah just right. But but this is another aspect that I kind of liked that to me reiterated that the the visitors that came from the future were inexperienced. They were uh, juveniles, uh, as it were, uh, young folk. Because uh, when because <laughs> when their dad is like, "Yeah, you can't bring him back," he he also says. Uh, I've got I've got the, the 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 time beam in my ship all keyed up, so I'll just send him right back just, to where he was. Right. Like save you a trip. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it, it's like it was it was a huge hassle for them to get to the past and then back to the future. But he's like, yeah, I, I you know I I beamed snotty twice last night, so <laughs> I'll just send him back there. And uh, we can't have an episode of this show without spaceballs <laughs> reference. <laughs> And uh, and 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 he and he beams back, kind of again, kind of like ET, or right. or something like. And I I liked that last scene where he they they send him back. I liked it visually how he could just kind of you know drops out of a beam of light out of the sky, and Iceman right. and Firestar like they're kind of like arm in arm, sadly walking away from the uh, field. But I, I don't know. It was just that was it was visually appealing to me. And I also liked that they didn't have like an epilogue. Right. It yeah, was like and, and, it was. Yeah. That's where it ended. And it was over. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the ending was jarring. I mean, mm-hmm. I wrote in my notes that I might still have whiplash from that ending <laughs> yeah. because it was so quick because I'm so used to the epilogue at the end. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just very different. And again, mm-hmm. maybe that's what made this episode so interesting is that they do these kind of things because they're like, the tone is so different. We can just yeah. do things differently. Let's take out an epilogue. You know, yeah, we don't need yeah. it. So, 
but yeah, you know, you you were when you were describing him coming back right now, I, mm-hmm. I, I I've I've read a lot about ET. <laughs> I've not only watched it a lot, but I've read a lot. And a lot of critics at the time, Jason, uh-huh. um, said that Spielberg was very obviously making an homage to Christ, mm. where like okay. where like he sacrifices himself and and leaves, and you know, so uh-huh. that that Elliot can be a better person. And even when ET first comes off the ship, his heart is glowing, much like a lot of art we see of Jesus. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. when you were describing Christ coming, <laughs> Christ coming back, <laughs> sorry. I love Spider-Man, but not that much. Yeah, yeah. Um, when 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 Spider-Man comes back, I was thinking of of the you know uh-huh. of Grace coming back after you know his resurrection. Yeah, yeah. Even the fact that like the two are walking away from the tomb and then he comes back to. Oh man, you, know, you he, really you really did a deep dive here. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and I don't know if that was intentional. Probably not. Uh-huh, but like, uh-huh. but if you think about it, he sacrifices himself. Uh huh. And then he comes back. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All in a kid's show, for God's right, sake. Right, about exactly. about a, a radioactive spider. I but mean, isn't there like like in, in, in sci-fi, isn't mm-hmm. there a lot of like allegory with religion too? Yeah, there I mean, is. is it, yeah. So yeah. there's mm-hmm. always like a sort not always, but there's a lot of times like a a sort of undertone of holding up a mirror to religion mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. lot of the text. So yeah, maybe yeah. I read into that and I look at those things more in sci-fi than I would in other episodes mm-hmm. of the show that mm-hmm. are less sci-fi y. You know? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I like I like that stuff. I so <laughs> I mean overall we there there are some problems with this yeah. episode, right? I, right. Uh, the, the the concept is flimsy. Mm-hmm. Doctor Octopus is underused. It's it um, and it it's it's almost a little too high minded to execute in this medium. Yeah. Right. In um, the time frame that they have, especially. Yeah. 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 But for me, I had enough stuff that I liked in here. And and uh, we talked about it pretty extensively, just tonally how different it is. Yeah, Do we see a different side of Peter Parker's character. It, like there, there was enough stuff that made me go, "Huh, that's really interesting." That I I give this like three and a half uh, radioactive spiders. I give it I, I give it props for real good effort. They swung you know, for the fences. Maybe maybe missed on the execution here and there, but overall, I thought I thought this was a it was a refreshing departure and a, and a and a solid attempt at what they were yeah. trying to do, make a make a sci-fi Spider-Man episode. Right. Mm-hmm. You you uh you gave it more credit than I did. I gave it two and a half spiders because mm-hmm. um I just thought it felt strange a lot and the stakes felt really really low because I knew Spider-Man would come back just mm-hmm. like Jesus, <laughs> never like ET, I, but just like Jesus. <laughs> I knew Jesus would come back. I was saying come it then on. and I'll say it now. Come on, everyone knew he was coming back. <laughs> um, so I just I I don't know. Like to me the stakes felt low because I knew he would. Mm-hmm. And I I just felt, you know, what you felt was interesting with tone, I just felt a little bit like disoriented by. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Um yep, you know, still fun to talk about with you though, yeah, as yeah. always. For sure, for sure. We always have a good time. Well, that's the that's the girl from tomorrow. Not tomorrow, but next week. <laughs> we will be moving on to the X-Men adventure. This is my favorite, favorite episode of this series from all the way back, man. So have you have you watched it recently? When, when was the last time you've put your eyes on this episode? Probably right it? after Disney Plus. Okay. 
started. <laughs> you just couldn't wait. Was that the reason you signed up for Disney Plus? Was this no this episode okay? <laughs> no, but but it was a welcome uh, addition to okay. my uh, uh, to my viewing library. Well, so I, I'm yeah. excited to see if I liked it as much as you do, and uh, if it holds up. I'm for you really as well. af- I'm really afraid that it's not going to hold up, but we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> At the end of the day, man, there's X Men in it. Right, freaking Cyclops, Colossus, Nightcrawler. I, I don't think you can Charles go Charles Xavier. Right, exactly. They're X-Men. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, let's talk about it next week. Thanks for listening to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app. Follow us on Twitter at BKO Radio and like the show on Facebook. You can reach us by email, spideyfanspodcast at gmail.com. Most importantly, if you enjoyed it, share with a friend. <laughs>